Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. All right, all right, all right. We should be live in the group. And if you're listening on the podcast, we are no longer live. So I'm excited. We are going to start talking about something that uh, I put out a, a post in the group to riff or talk about uh, this week. And the overwhelming majority, it was actually pretty close between talking about setting boundaries and the other one was on neutralizing the power that your wife has over you. So I'm going to be focusing on neutralization of the power that your wife has over you. Now, look, if you are like most men, you're in the situation where you're facing separation or divorce, you feel like your wife has all the power. Why? Because she pulled away. Everything is going well. The, the marriage is happening. You, you think everything's well. And all of the sudden, it feels like to you, all of a sudden, your wife seems to no longer love you. Your wife seems to no longer trust you. Your wife seems to be angry with you. All of a sudden you found out your wife is cheating on you. All of these things are happening and you're like, how the fuck did this happen? How did I get here and what do I do, right? And before you can do anything, what most guys do is they they try to do stuff. They, they try to figure out why, you know, I remember crying for like, days on end trying to figure out what's going on and discovering an affair you know I, all kinds of stuff that we do we go to our we go to our friends we start hitting the you know the she button constantly and she's doing this and she did that and i don't know why and i don't know why i deserve i don't deserve this and and all of these things and at the end of the day none of that changes anything for you because you don't know how to neutralize the power that she has over you so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about why she has this power over you. I'm going to talk about what you're lacking and what you need to be doing to change the power dynamic. Okay. You want to change the power dynamic. So look, if you're unable to recover from this toxicity, from, from this, you know, rejection, if you're unable to recover from your wife trying to um, kick you out, whatever, like all that stuff, you will never actually heal. And what we want to do is neutralize the power so that neutralize the power she has so that we can heal. The healing will then help you become a better leader, better leader becomes someone that she wants to be with. Okay. So what we need to do first is diffuse the situation, neutralize the power that she has over you. That way you can begin to emotionally heal and start to actually reclaim your power. And as you start to diffuse the power, you'll almost like, you'll almost feel like unaffected by the things that are going on. The guys we've been working with now for years, uh, especially, but but even the guys that are in our Thrive program, you know, three weeks in, four weeks in, six weeks in, they start going, man, I'm not as affected anymore by the stuff that my wife is doing, by the things that she's saying, by how she's treating me. I'm not as affected anymore by that stuff. And they're like, why is that happening? I'm like, Bro, because you've already you've already gone through the first part of our our program. The very first section, the very first phase of the Thrive program is to neutralize or diffuse the power that your wife has over you. And so that's what I want to talk about today is neutralizing and diffusing that power and what that actually means. So when I talk about power, 
I don't mean strength. I mean the power that she has over you, which almost feels like a curse, if you will. Right. You, you, you really, you're in this situation because you don't want to give up the pussy. That's one thing. Um, you know, many men, like they can't imagine not being able to have sex anymore with their wife. Um, especially if their wife is now giving the pussy up to somebody else. Uh, they're just like, but they're, they don't know what to do with that. They, there's no, there's no paradigm for that. There's no, there's no process for that. And so to, to imagine that you're no longer going to have this woman physically, intimately that you had before, that's huge. So you bet your bottom dollar you're willing to do whatever and however, whatever she says I need to do to change because I don't want to let go of sexual intimacy. That's one. The second thing, the second reason she has this power over you is you can't deal with, you don't know how to deal with rejection. Rejection. Rejection is something that men feel but bury. They feel rejection, but then they bury it. They use sarcasm, they use other tools, they use other things to deal with it because we don't want to acknowledge that we are rejected. That goes into the into your pride, it goes into the ego, and we'll talk about ego in a second. So the second reason that your wife has the power of you is because of rejection. You fear rejection. Now, a lot of men will come to our calls with our en enrollment advisors and be like, oh, I want to save my marriage, I want to do this, I want to do that. And I'll ask them why, What? What do? You, why do you want to be married to someone who's a, a cheating on you or B has rejected you and says they want nothing to do with you? Like, cause she's, I've loved her my whole life and all this stuff. And I, and and most of the time, not every single time, obviously every guy's different and, and you may disagree with me and that's totally fine. But many times what I've found is that men are actually more in love with themselves than they are their wife. Crickets. They're more in love with themselves than they are their wife because in reality, what they're looking at is the idea of being faced with rejection they can't handle. They can't handle someone rejecting them because that would, that would what? That would thwart their ego. I'm going to talk about ego in a second. But just the understanding of rejection that I am not loved by someone hits me so deep to the core of the child inside of me that says, wait, I'm unlovable? That's that can't be or it reminds you of a childhood wound. It, and for me, it took me back to when my dad had died at 15 years old and watching him die of cancer. And that rejection of my wife literally was equated in my mind to when he abandoned me and left the earth. Now you go, well, he died. He didn't abandon you. I know he died, but I felt abandonment. I bet there's guys watching or listening right now, and you've been abandoned by parents. You've been abandoned by people in your life. And the abandonment you're feeling with your wife is the same abandonment, internal pain you never dealt with from before. I've got a whole training on this in one of the podcasts and 30 Day Challenge. I talk about this in Thrive, but the idea behind internal and external pain. The external pain is what your wife is doing to you. The internal pain is the pain that has gone inside of you that you haven't dealt with. So many men come to these situations trying to deal with external pain internally and you can't because the internal pain is always going to be there until you actually deal with it. So in Thrive, we teach you two things. One, we teach you how to thwart the external pain, meaning how to stop the things that are happening externally and then how to process and deal with. So there's a, there's tools to deal with the internal pain. But until you have that, you're incapable of having power and therefore she has all of the power. And the third and final thing is the ego. The ego is a very fascinating subject. And if you've ever studied Sigmund Freud, I'm not a huge fan of his, 
But I do like the concept of ego and how it's really the, the root of self. And we all have, I would say there's, there's good parts to ego and then there's bad parts to ego. But what we find in, in men facing separation divorce is the bad part of the ego. It's the ego that says, how dare she? How dare she not love me? How dare she sleep with someone else? Right? All of those things are the ego that must be dealt with in a healthy way. So if you have a big ego, then your wife will have the power over you because it takes humility to lead. And it takes humility to have a smaller ego that basically says, you know what? She currently does not love me. There are things that I've done to hurt her. There are things that she is doing that are hurting her. And instead of being a whiny, naggy, crying, clingy little bitch, I am going to own my shit. I'm going to learn from the mistakes that I've made and I'm going to move on, hopefully with her. Now, this gets into an argument. Many of you have argued with me over, or not many, but like three or four guys have argued with this concept over the uh, the idea of, you know, if your wife is cheating on you, is it your fault? Look, I will never, ever say that if a woman is cheating on you, it's your fault. But I will say you are still responsible for the failure of your marriage, for the failures of the marriage that you created. Did she create failures? Abso-fucking-lutely. Because it takes two to tango, it takes two to fail in a marriage relationship. Look, you can't even get into the doors of Thrive. You can't even... <laughs> like whisper that you want to be a part of our Thrive program until you can come to the the absolute fact of understanding that you have just as much to play, you have just as much fault in this relationship and what's going on than, than she does, regardless of what has happened, regardless of whether or not she's cheated, regardless of whether or not she was the worst wife ever. Look, I've been through all of those things. I have the authority to say that. Someone who's been cheated on multiple, multiple times in a marriage, who was married to someone who had mental illness, all those things, I experienced emotional abuse. I experienced all those things. But you know what? At the end of the day, I also contributed to the failure of the marriage because I also ended up displaying either narcissistic tendencies, emotional abuse myself, towards her, back towards her. I I contributed to the failure of my marriage just as much as she did, and I am just as much at fault. Now, I owned it, and not only did I own it, but I owned the fact that it was time to move on, and that that prompted me to file for divorce and move on from that marriage and end that marriage. But the only way I was able to do that and the only way I was able to heal from it is because I was able to neutralize the power that she had over me. And to this day, there is no power that she has over me. There are times where it tries to tries to come and rear its ugly head, but she no longer has power over me. And it is freedom, gentlemen. It is absolute fucking freeing. And I love it. All right. Number two, you have no boundaries. <laughs> let's just let's just be honest here. That many of you, especially if you're newer to this and you don't even know, you've never even heard what boundaries are, many of you lack boundaries. And because you lack boundaries, she has the power over you, right? You, you're hitting the she button all the time because you have no boundaries. She button, she button. It's time to stop hitting the she button and start hitting the me button and put some boundaries into place. Mark, what are boundaries? I'm glad you asked. Boundaries are everything to do with what is okay versus what's not okay. 
It's not okay for you to go out all night with your friends and not text me. That's a boundary you can put up. Controlling would be saying, you can't do that. You can't go anywhere. You must tell me you da 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 da. You must do this, this, and that. That's control. Boundary says it's not okay with me for you to go out and party all night and not let me know. I would like it or I would feel better if you would at least text me so I knew when you were coming home. That's a boundary. Now, she doesn't have to respect that. She doesn't have to do it. She could totally whatever. So that's why a lot of this is where I lose a lot of you because you go, well, fuck that. If I set a boundary and she doesn't listen, then I got to I got to go in there and control. No, you don't have to control. That's where your ego needs to sit the fuck down and realize you can't control her. Okay, this is what happens. You feel powerless. So you try to control her. You can't, gentlemen. And when you start trying to control a woman, guess what you're doing? You were pushing her further and further and further away. You can communicate and articulate a boundary if you would like, but she does not have to accept that boundary. And you go, well, then if she doesn't accept it, then I'm going to do this. Okay, you can do what you want to do, but you will make your situation worse. Versus the humble man who sets a boundary. He doesn't get walked on. He says, okay, if you will continue to do this, then there will be a consequence to that action. The consequence might be I'm moving forward with, you know, talking to a lawyer, or it might be I'm moving forward with, you know, this, uh, we're, you know, I'm going to restrict the emotional uh, communication we've had. And we're going to go super neutral woman, which is where you basically don't give her any of your emotions you pretty much treat her as if somebody you just met behind you at a grocery store. So how to set boundaries is another question I usually get on this. Boundaries need to be set from a place of humility and strength, okay? So when you think about what is okay versus what is not okay in your particular situation. So let's say it is that, right? She's going out all night or, or something of that nature. You have the conversation with her and say, honey, it hurts me when you go out all night and I don't know where you're at. I feel worried, I feel unsafe. And I want to be sure that you are okay. Now, if a woman is doing this, if a woman is going out all night um, with friends, quote unquote friends, there is a good chance that she is trying to find herself. Okay. If she all of a sudden is like stay at home mom, stay at home mom. And all of a sudden she is doing these things. She is trying to find herself. She has lost her identity. If you all of a sudden start coming in and trying to be daddy to her, it will backfire. <clears throat> it will completely backfire. And that again is because your ego is big and it needs to be deflated. Now, I know what that's like and I know what it feels like and it fucking hurts. But that's the thing, right? Is that you have to die before you can live sometimes. And dying to yourself might look like, I'm not okay with this, but you're a grown woman and you can you can do what you want. But that is outside the bounds of the covenant relationship we have. And I'm not okay with this. And what you have to be able to do is consistently remind her and embrace those boundaries. You don't just accept it for what it is. You go, hey, this is still a boundary I have in place. I would like for you to you know, do this. It is your choice, though. You give them a choice when you set boundaries. Boundaries are not about control. They are about choice. That's what I love about boundaries. I never knew what boundaries were until I started going through a lot of this stuff in my own marriage. 
And once I started understanding, oh my gosh, their boundaries are, these boundaries are here, not just for her, but also for me. They're so I don't get walked all over. They're so that I, I don't allow things to affect me anymore. And so once you start to develop these boundaries, guess what happens? You start to develop boundaries so that you get your power back. Gentlemen, you've given up your power, but once you start putting boundaries into play, you're no longer the victim here. You're no longer just waiting and deflecting. You're now in a position of strength and power because you've put boundaries into place. And that's why in Thrive, this is one of the first things that we do. We teach you the neutral woman concept. We teach you how to set the boundaries or set the narrative. We teach you how to hear things that you didn't hear before, to use active listening, reflective listening. All those things get taught and thrive in the beginning because that's the first part where we want guys to immediately, as soon as possible, get their power back. And that's why a lot of guys, four weeks, three weeks in, sometimes even just a weekend, they start using you know power statements and power triangles and they start dropping that stuff and their wife is like, whoa, who is this guy? And some of them even say, why are you talking like a therapist? I'm like, like that's what a toxic dysfunctional person will say because they don't even they can't even fathom functional conversation they can't fathom a healthy conversation that that is how dysfunctional they are in it and so when you look at setting boundaries you need to look at setting boundaries as something that's healthy it's something that will help you actually grow think of it this way when you set boundaries it's like a train with train tracks could you imagine a train without train tracks it wouldn't go anywhere but by having boundaries of where it can go, it can maneuver wherever the, the boundaries are and it can get from point A to point B as quickly as possible versus not having any tracks, not having any boundaries, it's stuck. And that is your relationship right now. It is stuck because you lack boundaries. If you think about on a football field, watching football recently, Cardinals are actually 3-0, kind of surprising. Go Kyler. Uh, you know, you watch a football game and there are boundaries. Could you imagine the receivers being able to run outside the lines and go up the stairs and be in the rafter somewhere and the quarterback can throw? I mean, I know it's dumb, like no quarterback can throw it that way. But could you imagine if there were no boundaries on a football field? How would you score? How would you score? It would be impossible. People, You'd be playing off over here and playing off over there. So boundaries keep the game moving forward. Boundaries help the football game move forward. It helps put points on the board. It helps move things forward. If you don't have boundaries, you can't move forward. Guys, if you want to neutralize the power she has over you, you must, you must put boundaries in place. So there's three things that we talked that we're going to talk about. The first thing we talked about was why does she have all the power? Second thing is that we've noticed that men just don't have any boundaries. And the third thing is they don't know how to communicate in a way where they're a leader that demands respect. Think about that. When you communicate with your wife, do you communicate like a leader that demands respect? Or are you, why do you always do this? I can't believe you. I can't believe you did this to me. How dare you? Or please, please come back. Right, all of those are 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 coming from a place of immaturity inside of you. I don't say that to make fun of you. I don't say that to shame you. I say that that's an area in your life that needs to be grown. Some of you are are experts at 
using power tools and drills and like like just real like men's stuff i mean like we've had clients that like work on big rigs we have clients that work in oil rigs we have clients that do shit that i'm like how the fuck do you do that right like it blows my mind how smart some of our guys are and how technical they are and what they can do with their hands i am not a hands guy right you invite me into that world i'm gonna look like a 10 year old in that world because i, I don't know what i'm doing Right. You're going to probably make fun. <laughs> look at this guy. He can't even twist the thing or man, look at him trying to use a screwdriver. Look, he looks like an idiot. Right. That's what you feel like, though, when you step into my world and we talk about emotions. Now, if I was coming into your world, you're not going to make fun of me. You're going to be like, all right, I'm going to train this guy. I'm going to teach him what he needs to know so that he can do the things with his hands and he can he can do all that. Guys, it's the same process. You just got to step into my world and be willing to be transformed and changed into a man that can communicate. I'm not here to make you cry every two words or every t every 10 minutes. I'm not here to sing Kumbaya with you. I'm here to help you articulate what you feel. I'm helping you to understand what you feel so that you can communicate with her. This is what's going on inside of me because that is one of the sexiest things you could actually say to a woman when you are able to be vulnerable with her. Guys, vulnerability to a woman it, it makes them wet. I mean, like literally makes them go, oh my gosh, my big, strong husband is being, is opening his heart to me and is being vulnerable because he wants to emotionally connect with me. Emotional connection, gentlemen, is where it's at. Most of the, the, the shit that's going on in your marriage right now has everything to do with a lack of emotional connection. Now, here is why men cannot emotionally connect with their wives. Da, 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 da. It's super simple. You cannot connect emotionally with your wife because you don't know how to emotionally connect with yourself. And until you can emotionally connect with yourself, there is no way in hell you can emotionally connect with her. It goes the same with you uh, about lying. We have guys that come on our enrollment calls with us all the time. And 95% of them are lying. And I'm like, I, it, it used to bother me. Like, why are they lying? And then I started to understand they're lying to themselves, so they lie to us. When you're lying to yourself, you cannot be honest with other men. You're lying to yourself because you're in denial. You don't want to face the truth. You don't want to face the facts of what you have done. All you want to do is come on to these calls and hit the she button, and we ain't going to have it because we're going to shut that she button shit down. Because that's not how we roll. We are not here to bash women. So I say, if you bash women in my group, I will fucking ban your ass. Because I do not agree with it. We are not here to talk bad about the female sex. We are here to own our shit as men. And live the best, noblest life we can. And attract beauty. Repel dysfunction. Guys, imagine that you would attract beauty and repel dysfunction. And the beauty I'm talking about is the beauty of a woman who has embraced her femininity in such a way that she reveals herself to you through her own emotional intelligence, through her own emotional growth, through her own ther therapy and healing and going through all of those things because she realizes that she needs that just as much as you do. And so imagine two people that are doing that work and, and they start to come together in doing that work. Now you have a healthy relationship. Now you have a marriage that is possible. Guys, the third thing I want to talk about is communication.
I did a podcast recently called the four, actually it was last year, I think, called the four C's of communication. Go check it out. But I'm just going to lay this, lay these four out here again, one more time for you, those of you who haven't picked it up. Number one thing in communication is you got to be certain. The reason your wife has power of you is because you lack certainty when you communicate with her. If you lack certainty and you're like, well, maybe this and maybe that and this and that, and, oh, I'm not sure and this, oh, sure, okay, you know, all that lack of certainty is not leadership. Leaders communicate with certainty. That's why you are attracted to the things I say in here because you're like, man, this guy fucking has it. He knows what he's talking about and he is certain in what he's communicating. You're absolutely, I am. Because I am absolutely 100% certain that what I say on here is the truth that I believe. I would not share it. I would not say it unless I actually believed in it. That is who I am as a man. That is a core value to my identity. And so when I speak with absolute certainty, men follow what I have to say. And it's the same thing with women. And guess what? In my, my soon-to-be wife, I'm getting married in a couple of weeks, the reason that she follows me is because I'm certain in our in my leadership that I'm certain this is the direction we're going in this is what we're doing and this is how we're going to do it and when I'm uncertain I will reveal that and say I'm uncertain about the future or I'm uncertain about this thing I want to gain certainty let's chat about it or let's communicate about it it's okay to be uncertain about things what it's not okay is to lack certainty in your communication number two clarity is your communication clear or do you just kind of like, la, 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 yeah. <gasps> and they just yell and scream and all this stuff, right? There's so many of you that you get frustrated. I call it grunting instead of communicating. You grunt because you don't have the words to say because you can't articulate it. You don't know what to say. Your brain hasn't, hasn't you know, the synopsis aren't firing correctly. Go take my communications class. It's like 47 bucks. And in that, we talk about how men's uh, men's brains are wired and women's brains are wired differently and how men don't have the same vernacular, the same ability to communicate in the base level. But that doesn't mean they can't learn. And so I teach you in that communication class how to actually say the things that need to be said in a clear way. We talk about power triangles. We talk about power statements. We talk about setting the narrative. We talk about some of those things. All right, the third thing, concise, especially when you're in a heated argument with your wife, is to be concise. I'm going to be short. I'm going to be sweet. I'm going to be to the point. Honey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what we need to do. This is the direction we're going. When she starts yelling, ah, nah, 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 nah. I hear you. I hear you. That must hurt. I don't have to get defensive. I don't have to create all these, well, this is why it's happening this way. And this is, and if you would just do this and blah, blah, blah. I, one of my favorite things to do is actually watch couples fight. And I don't mean like watch them fight because I want to see them fight, but watching like on television when two people are fighting, I'm like, man, if the guy would just shut the fuck up and listen to what she's saying, this would go away because 99% of the problems are just those little foxes that spoil the vine. You did not get here over overnight. You didn't just, everything was fine in your marriage. And then all of a sudden you woke up and she's like, I hate you. Fuck you. Get out of my life. No, this has been going on and on and on. And it's never the big blowups. Those hurt. Those are traumatic, but it's the little things. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's those little things that come in that just keep, 
Oh, you did that. Man, you look how you nagged at her right there. Look how you didn't listen to her there. You were on your phone scrolling instead of actually engaging with her. Look how you shut her down when she was trying to share something she was excited about and you couldn't get excited with her and you just shut it down and dismissed it. Look how the time that she was trying to share about something that happened at work and you tried to fix it and tried to solve it. And you wonder why she doesn't want anything to do with you when you so-called were a good husband who provided and gave her money and gave her a dick and whatever. But yet at the same time, you can't be fucking humble enough to recognize that you did not communicate like a leader. Number three or number four is you need to be calm. So it's certainty, clarity, conciseness, and calmness. Calm, meaning I'm not letting this get me upset. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get angry. I'm going to stay present in the moment and I'm going to hear the things that she's saying. Gentlemen, you can use the four C's of communication in any line of work, in your business, in your, uh, in school, uh, with, with friends, with family, especially, you know, mother-in-law, whatever. You can use the four C's of communication because they will help you. All three of these things, you want to get your power back. Stop using your ego. Get out of your ego. Kill that thing. Make it small. The rejection has to go away. You got to be willing to give up the vagina and the pussy. You got to be willing to let her go because that's the only way she's willing to come back. The next thing, you've got to set boundaries. You've got to have boundaries for you and her. If you have no boundaries, you're fucked. Your marriage is fucked. You are fucked. There is nowhere you're going to go anywhere and be successful in life if you have no boundaries. And number three, you need to start communicating like a fucking leader. And that looks like you being clear, calm, concise, and certain in every word that you utter with her. The more of that you can be, the more she's going to feel that power from you and be less trying to steal or take the power back from you. Guys, if you are loving this stuff and you want more of this, we've got this in our Thrive program. Man, I want to invite you to be a part of that. We've got somewhere around 50 guys right now in the program who are just killing it and making changes every single day and turning into empowered men, no longer whiny little bitches, no longer having no boundaries, having fun. I mean, we see photos every day with them, with their kids, having fun in life, some of them getting back with their wives, but not even so much focused on that because our Thrive program is not focused on marriage restoration. It's focused on masculine restoration. It's focused on man's restoration. It's focused on you finding yourself so that you might attract her back into your life. If that is you and that's the kind of man you want to be, then I'm going to challenge you to go and fill out an application, empoweredman.co slash application, empoweredman.co slash application, and you can get that. Paul, I will drop the link to the uh, to the masterclass there below. I'll see you guys. Hey, this is Mark Santiago, CEO and founder of Empowered Man. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. However, before you go, I want to give you a special invitation. Now listen, we've got a program that is designed specifically for men who are hurting right now, who are on the verge potentially of divorce, who are facing potential separation or already separated, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with cheating. They're dealing with all kinds of shit. If that's you, I want to challenge you to take the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. That's right, the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. You can go to emchallenge.com right now and sign up for the 30-Day Challenge. 
Here's why I think you should do that. If you're hurting, you need to understand why you're hurting. You need to understand what is actually going on. In week one of the challenge, we are gonna actually rip off that Band-Aid a little bit and coach you through that process. And then we continue to do that process all the way to the point where you start to make decisions that are empowered instead of disempowered. I don't know about you, but I would much, much, much rather make decisions from a place of strength than a place of weakness. So if you're facing decisions, if you're facing this anxiety, what do I do? How do I respond when my wife is being toxic? I don't know what to do. My wife is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't love me. I don't know what to do. We are going to help you find those answers within. Now, look, this 30 day challenge is probably unlike any other you've been a part of. Why? Because not only do we have daily assignments happening in the program every single day, but you also get live group coaching calls. I said live group coaching calls with myself and my lead coach. That's right, I am a part of this. It's not just some other people doing it. I am there live with you every single week call that we are on. Third part of that is you're gonna have a community of other guys that are going through exactly what you are going through. And the best part of this, this isn't even a fraction of the price we could charge for it. In fact, at some point we may raise the price, but right now it is at a bargain. So go to emchallenge.com, emchallenge.com to take the Empowered Man 30 Day Challenge, and I will see you on the inside.